Hello, everybody. Welcome to What We Make, a Terminator podcast. I'm Will. I'm Malika. I'm Matt. And today we are joined once again by Beth. Hey, guys. <laughs> Hello. Beth coming to us from the other side of the world. <laughs> like that. Oh. So, yeah, this episode, Mr. Ferguson is ill today. What's that mean? <laughs> well, I remember that was Cromarty's first line in the pilot. Oh, uh, was oh. it? Okay. Throwback, yeah. Okay, because I was walked confused. Into the yeah, it's just a throwback, an homage, if you will. Because, <laughs> oh, yeah, he was, uh, I don't know if we'll see any more of him. <laughs> uh, that would be a episode. stretch if he came back. <laughs> Well, you know, zombie Cromarty could happen. Yeah. <laughs> zombie robot. Oh, no. What's going on? Episode 10 of season two originally aired November 10th, 2008. Directed by Michael Nankin, who directed episodes of BSG, Eureka, The Dressing Files. And written by Daniel Thompson, who wrote Vic's Chip. This is another chip-heavy episode. Yeah. <laughs> Got really heavy at the end. Yeah, it did. I kind of like the uh, storytelling technique in this episode. Kind of like, I don't know if you've ever seen that movie Rashomon. No. Just the same yeah. events from different mm-hmm. points of view. Yeah, I liked it, too. I mean, it was, um, I thought it was a really cool technique. I mean, I had, this wasn't the perfect episode, but it kind of added to my enjoyment. Yeah. Uh, so we can start off with Sarah's story. John seeing Riley out, and Riley thanks Sarah for having her over. Sarah's like, uh. <laughs> <laughs> is she just giving her death stares all night? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's somebody you don't necessarily want on your bedside. Yeah, and I know I said I think it was last week I said I kind of hated Sarah, but I don't know if it was the mood I was in, but I kind of liked her in this episode, especially when she was being kind of mean to Ellison, you know, he was trying to help her. That was, that was of, uncalled for. I know, but still, <laughs> I kind of liked it. <laughs> um, I think Riley's kind of grown on me. I didn't really like really? her at first, but yeah, I think she's okay. I have no opinion on her either way. <laughs> she's I like think that. she looks better with dark hair, but that's just my personal opinion. She's like that character uh, Anne from Arrested Development for me. <laughs> Who? <laughs> Who? <laughs> <Her>? <laughs> I'm pretty sure I remember at this point fandom not kind of liking Riley, not being too big on her. Mm. But um, yeah, he, John tells her to be safe, and Sarah's listening. Yeah, see, I kind of like this too. When John's like, "I bought her a helmet," she's like, <laughs> "Helmets can't stop a bullet." <laughs> and when he said, "Are you going to take a shot at her?" I was kind of hoping she would say yes, but <laughs> she just. Even if it was a joke, but damn yeah. right I am. <laughs> pew, pew. And Sarah warns him you should leave her alone if you care about her. Hey, Riley, dodge this on your yeah. bike. Pew, pew, pew. <laughs> <laughs> Cameron, go see if the helmet will <laughs> stop your fist. Yeah. <laughs> One can only hope that it won't. <laughs> I don't have uh, much love for this girl. So, yeah, Cameron says she'll talk to John, but Sarah's like, he's not listening. Cameron says, he's always listening. So creepy. Yeah. <laughs> talk about Cameron. Also, yeah. I am always listening. 
<laughs> yes, we saw later. Laser ears with my robot ears. <laughs> robot ears. Pew pew. <laughs> oh my gosh, that makes it so much better. <laughs> yeah, the sound effects. <laughs> Just recut the entire series with our own sound effects. Yeah. <laughs> pew pew. Yeah. <laughs> That's the only sound effect that ever comes out of her. <laughs> we should do like a like a commentary slash riff te- track. <laughs> yeah. We'll just say use yeah. the episode. We'll provide all the mm-hmm. provide all the dialogue and the sound effects. Is yeah. chip damage? Pew pew. Yeah, her chip's damage. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is Cameron walking. Clonk, clonk, <laughs> clonk. <laughs> yeah, we should do this. Sarah's putting the safe in. Cameron's gonna. Suggest one, but it's too late. Yeah, see what she said. How come you didn't suggest that before we got robbed? I was like, yeah, Sarah. <laughs> no one likes a nag. <laughs> yeah, no one likes a nag. Um, Sarah's um, meanness. I was all for it this episode. Must have been a bad mood. <laughs> um, let's say John's still in his room. And Sarah wonders how late Cameron was up talking to him. and wasn't late. He won't be seeing Rally anymore. Sarah doesn't like the way he responds. John responds to Cameron. Uh, ditto. Like yeah. <laughs> what does she like mean by that? Before. I don't know. I think she's because <laughs> he's attracted to her. Yeah, she kind of knows. Sarah kind of knows that Cameron's using oh, Okay, sickness. so so responds in a good way. I thought she meant, I don't like how he talks to you. <laughs> like, he doesn't <laughs> to, treat you with respect, Cameron. <laughs> Uh-oh. Yeah, because <laughs> that conversation's never going to happen. <laughs> Treats her with too much respect. Mm-hmm. Maybe. <laughs> the camera goes off, and then somebody walks up and snatches Sarah. It's Cromarty. Yeah. And he drags exciting. her upstairs. Yeah. The dragging so, across the... Yeah, that was... I was like, yay. I don't know why I had a, I, Is that a stunt person, or I don't know. She oh should gosh. be dead. Be no, her hair should be ripped out. I know, but there's no reason Cromartie. to keep her alive. Yeah, no, no I thought of you. <laughs> I actually thought of you. I was like, oh, Matt's not going to be pleased about this. <laughs> no. He's using her. Mm-hmm. Uh, Except he didn't he, use her. What did he, he use her for? Because there was no reason to keep her alive. Um, she didn't know. But, well, yeah. But he did mimic her voice, but he didn't really need her for that. Yeah. She, he got nothing from her. He just didn't kill her because plot said so. Well, and there are people in the jail that he didn't kill either because they weren't threatening him. So it kind of goes along with that theory. He has a heart. Maybe like we'll find out that, that in the end. It's like, oh, he wasn't such a bad Terminator after all. Wah, wah. <laughs> yeah, I did notice he wasn't killing everybody, which I was thinking about Matt when he, when he let that guy in the jail live. And <laughs> I, I like 2,000 calories I a could, day. I, I, <laughs> I can understand him not killing the guys in jail who aren't firing at him. Yeah. Just slow him down. But I mean, since since Terminator 2, it's been, you know, when, uh, or Terminator 1 even, Sarah, Sarah Connor's mom, you know, he killed her and impersonated her. Sorry, my wrist started vibrating saying I hit my calorie goal. (laughs) Got excited. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) Stop burning calories for the rest of the day. No more calories for me. Yeah, so, yeah, John's room's empty, and he realizes Sarah doesn't know where John is. I like Cromartie in this episode, too, showing a little personality, maybe. Maybe a little. 
So they go to Cameron's story. She's watching John walk Riley out very creepily. And she tells Sarah she'll talk to John and he's always listening. She goes to John's room and shows, reveals a little skin before she goes in. That's just a little creepy. Yeah. yeah. John notices. She says it's hot out. And the other way she got, ooh, echo. Yeah. <laughs> Sorry. The way she got in bed next to him. <laughs> like it was pretty obvious what she was trying to do. It seemed. Yeah, she wasn't yeah. doing it very well. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is this the first um, time we've seen her use sex appeal as a weapon? I want to say no. Well, against John. Think of, <laughs> yeah. Against John, probably. It took well, way she's longer. Like, well, in the pilot, she was kind of like, you know, like cute girl in class kind of thing. Oh, yeah. yeah. I mean, that was just cute girl in class as opposed to like, I'm going to lie on your bed now. I mean, not sex appeal, but when she was pleading with him not to kill her, she was kind of like playing on his oh, love like of her. Yeah. Love of her, yeah. Mm. Um, yeah, so she's telling him that she uh, he's bringing danger into Raleigh's life. And sometimes he does stupid things. He tells her just to be happy to be a machine. And she can't be happy. And he's going to... Where they start talking about the future and she, cause she says that they talk in the future about him being lonely and he knows he needs to stop seeing Riley and she leaves and she tells Sarah she got what she wanted and she gets in the car and leaves, goes to the supply drop place. I like how <laughs> it's like, oh, it's just you and she sees Derek. <laughs> Why can't they be friends? Mm, Derek's they not friends with anyone. They weren't really fighting this time. No, not really. They're going to have like a passionate love scene in just a little bit. <laughs> Sweet. Apparently John's been getting supplies from there and not asking. How dare he? And So I have no- a question, sorry. Yeah. So um, John made Cameron, right? Mm-hmm. Older John. Older John, yes. So, I mean, obviously, probably, what, Saul, the girl Allison in the future and was like, oh my God, that's the robot that helped me. I'm going to make her. So that what we're getting to kind of thing. Uh, um, I think Skynet made. Oh, Skynet uh, did. Oh, uh, Allison from Palmdale. I think Skynet made her. Yeah. And then he made, and then he reprogrammed her. That, that seems to be it. Okay. never mind. But that's why he reprograms her, I guess, because he's seen her before. He loves her. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I mean, I don't know. It's problematic because, I mean, in the other film, like in T2, I guess he, John had seen, or at least Sarah had seen um, Arnold before, so he was recognizable, but it's not like, you know, retroactively, like young John would know old John. So, so is older John programming her because young John had already seen her? Is that what we're saying? Time travel, I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. Whatever. It's whatever. Okay, let's move on before <laughs> my head hurts. <laughs> don't do this uh, to yourself. Yeah, don't think about it. I'm trying not to, you guys. It hurts. <laughs> Cameron has noticed that Derek hasn't been home much lately because he's been with uh, Jesse. Derek gets a call. It's the alarm code from John. So did Cameron listen in on this on her own phone? Is that what she was doing? No. I don't know what was happening there. Yeah, I don't know. I don't know what was happening. It's not important. Um, <laughs> um, and next we go to John's story. He tells Cameron he's going to get some sleep. And when she when he leaves, he calls Riley and sneaks out. And we get the opening credits. 
When is this like petulant teenager stuff going to end? I hate that in any TV show. Mm. So maybe we'll end after this episode. It almost got him killed. That would make sense for it to end. I thought we were going, you know, we were doing well with John. Like, he was moving away from that. But it nope. seems like he's reverting. Yeah. So the whole Sarkissian thing messed him up. Yeah. Whatever. His hair, his emo hair is going to grow back out, too, over the course Oh, of that's the worst thing <laughs> that could happen. He'll be like, I hate you, Mom. And his hair is going to grow three inches. He's going to have to wear the rest of the show. Um... So John and Riley are on a bus and pulls out a rape whistle. <laughs> Understandably. <laughs> As you do. <laughs> yeah. So T- John talks about living in Mexico and he comes up with the bright idea to take him to the village where he grew up in. Why? It just, yeah. <laughs> I don't like that. So dumb. Like, let's go somewhere people might recognize. I, I don't me. understand his thinking. Like, it doesn't make any sense to me. Um, sure, Sarah doesn't. Yeah. John booked the honeymoon suite for them. And they're walking around, and Riley says that she used to watch him at school. Creepy. Mm-hmm. Fairly normal for a teenage girl. <laughs> <laughs> really? Yeah, I think um, so. <laughs> um, there's skulls everywhere. Cuts his El Dia de los Muertos. And my Spanish is worse than John's. <laughs> <laughs> Maybe just a little. I, I like. I think the TV shows like to show this festival. I've seen it several times. It, I mean, it looks cool, but I think that you know they get kind of carried away with like, "Hey, let's put this in because it's awesome." Yeah, agreed. So it must be around like the first of November or something like that. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're talking in there. They're in the room. John's fixing the tub, and they're talking about how people suck, and mm-hmm. Roy doesn't like getting attached to people, and. Yeah, she asked him why they're living in Mexico, and she can tell he was about to lie because he has to tell. He just wants to enjoy himself, but he does agree, I guess, to start telling her more. His tell, yeah. his tell. Like, what is it? Well, you paused for like 10 seconds, and you looked up to the left. I mean, it's a normal tell. <laughs> <laughs> like, well, you have to stop and think <laughs> that long. It's obvious. Oh, I missed one of my notes. Yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, after... The first time it went John's story, and then we cut back to uh, him and Cameron on the bed, and then her leaving. I was, I, I assumed John's story would just be him masturbating. <laughs> John's It'll story, like, and then she leaves, and yeah. <laughs> it would be like 15 minutes of that, and then we cut back to Derek or to Sarah or whatever. Uh, or take 15 minutes? No. <laughs> You know, he'll, he'll go like five minutes and then... Dun, 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 dun. <laughs> <laughs> um, <laughs> so they go out to eat. John wants to know what his tail is, but before she can answer, somebody snaps his picture. John tries to get him to delete it, but the guy recognizes him and knows uh, Sarah and John's history. Smart move, kid. <laughs> When was John there? How old was he? Because that's pretty good to recognize him. He was really young when he was there. Um, I know it was the T two timeline. When did they live in? He had been in foster care for a couple years, maybe. I don't know. Oh, so okay, so he's pretty much the same age, five years before. The guy, uh, they go somewhere to speak privately, and the guy tries to blackmail John for all he has, but Riley 
grabs the camera and destroys it. They try to run, but Riley gets captured. And, of course, John doesn't leave her. He stays. Damn you, Riley. Who's the perfect getaway now? <laughs> Why aren't you a badass like me, Riley? Jeez. I know. I bet that um, blonde girl from season one would have gotten away. <laughs> Whatever her name was. <laughs> okay. Who? Random girl. <laughs> um, Riley's just so stubborn. That's one of the things I hate about it. She doesn't want to listen. What about John? Yeah. <laughs> But John's yeah, savior, mankind. You know, I just, I. So I they keep like, telling us. <laughs> I don't understand why people won't don't get that correct. You know, like I mean, you'd think by now, like te- people would learn about how annoying teenagers on, like people, you know, the people are complaining that they write teenagers on TV to be very annoying. Um, but they still do it. They still do it. Yeah, it's hard. Teenagers really, are annoying. That's what I was going to say. Are teenagers really that yeah. annoying? I don't really know any teenagers. I don't want to watch them, though. Can we just talk? Yeah, I know. <laughs> oh. oh. <laughs> um, I'll tell that story off air. Okay. <laughs> it's like, I know one teenager. Anyway. So John is in the cell. <laughs> John says it was a misunderstanding. And the police chief was on Sons of Anarchy. We all watch that show. He was the leader of the Mayan gang. Ah. Gang of Mayans? Oh, okay. That was their name, the Mayans, <laughs> their Latino gang. So John makes up some bullshit story, but the chief says he'll let it go with a warning if his mom and uncle come to get him. And he calls Derek and gets the voicemail. And then he calls Sarah and realizes something's wrong because of the way she answers. Must be Cromartie. She nope. says to give him a call later. At that point, John should just assume his mother is dead. Yeah. Right. I wonder if they ever talk about that. Because, you know, last, like Cromartie said last time, you tried to kill yourself. He's take- it's going to be hard to talk about with your mom. Mm-hmm. Like, okay, if I ever capture it, I'm going to shoot myself. Oh. Why do I have the notes so dramatic? I don't know. It's around this time. I don't. Is there a super dramatic... Uh, Unnecessarily dramatic part. I think maybe when John realized that it wasn't his mom, he had this look on his face. Like, could be, could be. Like, like, oh shit, he's coming after me. Oh shit, <laughs> my mom's dead. Yeah. <laughs> so John's taking, he's taken back to the cell with Riley. Riley tricks the guard, gets the key, and John apologizes in Spanish. Lo siento. Uh, they hear gunshots, and John tells Riley she needs to run as soon as she sees sunlight. Which sunlight was streaming in from everywhere. But. <laughs> <laughs> now what? Run towards the light. She's just a- <laughs> <laughs> and then we go back to Sarah's story. Cromartie noticed that Sarah didn't kill herself, and Sarah sees Cameron's picture. And he's like, she made mistakes, not as many as you, but enough. And he realizes that Cameron has damage to her chip. And he admits that the boy from the bowling alley told him about the house. You should have killed him. It's like you should have killed yourself. Mm. She says, I'm not a murderer. And I love the way Cremardi's like, who is? And she jumps out of the car and he stops her and stuffs her in the trunk. And she uses a can to cut her arms free. Eek. And she got a... She ripped up a huge flap of skin. That was yes. so gross. So gross. <laughs> yeah. Car stops and she's getting hearing some gunshots and people screaming and the car is getting shot. 
and the car takes off and then it stops. She hears some yelling, some muffled yelling and the trunk opens and she uses her can weapon. She yes. brandishes her weapon. <laughs> what was she planning to do there? I don't know. <laughs> she was desperate. So she just used whatever she had. Eat can terminator. She's almost kind of doing a, um, kind of a dragon ball Z kind yeah. of thing with her hands. <laughs> Nothing can stop my aluminum rage. (laughs) (laughs) I really liked how they used um, the effect of different stories to not show us what's happening. Yeah, you don't know the whole story until, you know, you come back later and get a little more of the whole story. It was very chaotic that way. Yeah. So it's Ellison and John. Ellison's like, I need you to come with me. Okay, you've now said my two quotes that I wrote down. Oh, That's sorry. Okay. No, I'm out. I think we've had it. I've kind of given up on quotes. <laughs> Not really, but yeah. Something stands out. Yeah, I, I had a quote, but we've already blown through it, so. You can say it again. Right. <laughs> Maybe. It's not quite come with me if you want to live, but it was kind of close. It would have been horrible. Close. That. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> I mean, it felt like he should have, but I would have hated it. <laughs> <laughs> it was right for this moment, but yeah. I would have hated it if he had done it. Yeah. Um, next we go to Ellison's story. He's jogging. He gets a call from an agent about something in Mexico. The Connor case has been cold since 99. Yeah, this guy does look like John Connor. God rest his soul. Little <laughs> <laughs> dramatic there. Yeah. <laughs> poor, poor kid blew up in a bank. Um, Ellison's in Mexico talking to the chief and Ellison believes the prisoner is in danger and the chief gets called away and we see in the background this Crow Marty <laughs> outside. Hello. He, yeah. <laughs> Hi there. How's it going? <laughs> it's your buddy Crow yeah. Marty. Just hanging out, you know, as I do. <laughs> <laughs> Ellison sees him pull out a gun and start shooting people. And then Riley and John start going past, and he tackles John. <laughs> Was Ellison a linebacker? And yeah. Tells John he's here to help, and they get in the car. And I was laughing. It was something funny to me about the way John was trying to get Riley in the car. Like, get in the car! Get in the car! <laughs> <laughs> so they drive off, and... I think Cromartie ran out of bullets and Riley's trying to find ammo and she hears Sarah in the trunk and they stop the car, open the trunk, Sarah with her can weapon. I mean, don't stop the car. I swear, mm-hmm. Terminator is coming after you. Not that far behind you. Exactly. I mean, it's not she's like she's going anywhere. You can afford to. Yeah. Which I was glad to see the Terminator actually running. Because I've just seen so many Terminators just walking in this show instead of uh, running after their prey. He's not as muscular as Arnold, so he can run. <laughs> yeah, I guess it's like more menacing when, um, you know, like, yeah, it, it's, I guess it's, it's more menacing when, um, <clears throat> they walk like in a creepy kind of way, but it doesn't, yeah, feel like a, a horror movie. Sense. Yeah. 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 He had no business missing with that weapon from that distance. <laughs> <laughs> that was a fully automatic weapon. Two of them. Somebody should have gotten hit at least once. Yeah, he must be the worst, <laughs> the worst shot of all it's the Terminator. Far away. Yeah. But at least he had a gun. 
You see a lot of them time they don't have guns. Mm-hmm. So yeah, so they do see Cromartie and they scat, skid, well, skedaddle, sorry. <laughs> <laughs> they shoot themselves. That's, yeah, that's bad. Uh, oh my god, Cromartie. <laughs> well, that's gross. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I didn't. We didn't. Hey, I would have. They're the ones who scattered. <laughs> probably shat myself too if I saw Cromartie. That's me. true. I've scat myself. <laughs> I need to leave. Sorry. <laughs> Sarah gets the can out of her hand in, in a, the other hotel room. Ellison says uh, it's been watching him, and she's mad because it could have led Cromartie to John. He's like, it wasn't me in the trunk. I was like, oh snap. <laughs> Got a good point. I keep getting kicked off, so. Oh. So he was going to let John go because he owed Sarah one because of that episode where Sarah saved his life at Silverman's cabin. Whatever. Oh, yeah, Sarah killed Silverman, didn't she? Uh, did she kill him? Or did she? Yeah, I think they found his body. The next Somebody killed him. John wants Rod to leave, but she's stubborn and... He'll explain everything when he gets back to L.A. Part of me is wondering, does John believe he'll actually get back to L.A.? Um, whenever they say explain everything, it's like he's like, well, if I die, get out of this. Next time I see you, we'll talk to you yeah, about your mother. Yeah, that's exactly right. <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. <laughs> um, so Sarah wants Ellison's phone. She has a plan and a weapon, and Ellison knows it's the girl from the vault, Cameron. She calls Derek. Derek says, we're already here at the jail. <laughs> like, what? Everybody's there. Derek's story. So Derek and Cameron are um, in Mexico. See all those bloody people. Derek wants to be more stealthy, but Cameron's just barging right right in there. And she says she can't let anything happen to John. What? <laughs> yeah. Derek finds out that John escaped and tells him Cromarty won't be back. And he gets that call from Sarah, wants to know where Crow Marty is. And we go to Crow Marty's story. Yes. Oh, yeah. It was kind of <laughs> yeah. cool to see this. I was happy that they actually did some, like, from a Terminator standpoint. Yeah. I just, I was so full of glee with the Crow Marty story on this read because I, you know, <laughs> I thought Marty hilarious. And then they just, like, they're really committing to it. It's just. <laughs> So he's looking for John and takes takes some guns out of that bag with the um what was on the bag? Was it Mary? I don't know. Sure. It looked like, it looked like a reusable shopping bag. <laughs> I don't know. <laughs> it did. I was wondering if there was some significance to having that on the bag. I'd Maybe say there was. Bag. Yeah. He's religious. <laughs> Ellison rubbed off on him. Yeah. So he doesn't kill that guy that but we know because we see Derek talking to him later. <laughs> this this um, whole thing was great. It was very reminiscent of Terminator 1. Please yeah. Shoot out. Oh. Poor guy. <laughs> that was just reminding me. I'm getting shot up in the police station. So um, he he sees Riley, John, and Ellison leave and opens fire. Doesn't hit anybody. Yep. And- <laughs> it was surprisingly terrible aim in this episode. He sees Ellison getting her first aid kit out of the car and follows him. It's a trap. It's a trap. <laughs> she know better. Um, 
Did anybody Alan, else think Riley was going to get hit in this episode? I really did. I was, was hoping. Good shot. <laughs> I fi- I figured that they would do it just because I wanted her to. Like I really did. Because like the previous the odds are all about oh you know she's going to get hurt if you keep you know seeing her and there was like a whole bunch of that stuff. I'm like oh she's going to go down. I kept expecting her to get hit, but no. She doesn't. <laughs> Unfortunately. <laughs> I love the music that was playing when he's following Ellison. So inside you see Ellison praying. He asks if Cromartie wants to repent. Cromartie's looking for John Connor and Ellison. I guess that could be somebody's quote. <laughs> um, and Derek opens fire. And I don't know, it seemed like Cromartie might have been really pissed when he got shot. <laughs> like, <laughs> like, what the fuck? So he shot me. This was a stupid <laughs> plan. This was very he, dumb. And I don't know how they dodged all those bullets he was firing. I the- don't know either. And what were they doing? Perched on the side of the of the church? I mean, on the outside of the walls? How were they shooting down from these high windows? And how were they not shot? Yeah. Agreed. The, the wood was protecting them. <laughs> of course it was. I love the scene though, but yeah, they didn't get shot though. But yeah, it's not that big of a church, is it? I absolutely hated this scene. (laughs) I hated the music and I hated the slow motion. I hated it. It was way too dramatic. I was laughing. (laughs) And the flashing Jesus. Oh no. Yeah, that was a little. (laughs) Sarah's shooting too and Cromartie's firing back, but then finally Cameron comes in with her big gun. And shoots until Cromartie goes down. And then they all come in and John delivers the final shot. How did, did they you guys do it? Go ahead. What'd you say? I said, how did they do that? How's that work? Why was his head so squishy compared to other Terminators? <laughs> it was something to do with the bullets that she used. They didn't the say that. that up. They didn't say it in the show, but the writer said that. Oh, no, 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 no. Episode. You can't yeah. do that. Yeah, you yeah. can't do that. It has to be in the show. What did she say? They were tipped with shotgun was armed with depleted uranium core rounds. This kind of ammunition does exist in real life and should be able to cause significant damage to a Terminator. Well, they should have mentioned that. Yeah, I know. They should have had some kind of, I mean, like they do exposition for a lot of things. So, uh, why not just now? They were tipped with MacGuffin. (laughs) Yeah. I did, um, yeah, I did like how Cremati's finger was still pulling the trigger. But I do hope that Ellison, like, got out of the way when they started shooting. I'm guessing that first shot from Derek after that went off, he, like, ducked out of the way. Because <laughs> I don't think you see him mm, move yeah, out of the sure. way. Yeah, <laughs> sure. I did look up the song, though, because um, Bear McCurry, um, com- comp- it's, a, it's an old Spanish ballad, La Llorona, based on the, um, you know, the white woman that's looking for her children yeah. that she killed. Um, and he, he composed, um, a, a, a different melody for it, you know, sort of a different theme, um, and interlaced Sarah's theme in there. Um, so I was kind of thinking it might, they were trying to say something about Sarah somehow, but no, just liked it. So, uh, okay. Uh, I think all along the watchtower, they just kind of shoot that in, shoehorn that in. I don't know. Maybe it does have some kind of other meaning. Uh, in here? No, I mean in BSG. Yeah, in BSG, well, they, 
I, well, I used to listen to the podcasts and Ron Moore said that he, he knew that he wanted to work the song in somewhere and somehow, and then they worked from there. So they worked from the song backwards. <laughs> yeah. So if I remember correctly, it's been a while since I've listened to the podcast. So, um, but if I remember correctly, it was like that. I was a little disappointed because, you know, it's really cool to hear from, um, from, from the people behind the scenes, but I realized how much of it they didn't have planned ahead and it kind of disappointed <laughs> me. I wish JMS would actually do one because since he had it all planned out ahead of time, it'd be really cool. I mean, I guess you guys have the lurkers guide or whatever, but yeah. it'd be nice to hear him talk, like do commentaries. Yeah, yeah. Well, when you finish watching uh, B5, you can go listen to his commentaries. They are spoilery, though. <laughs> um... Another thing is that I love that shot of them all standing over uh, Cromarty watching. I was like, yeah, this is, I don't know why I really like that scene. But then I saw some online somebody mention it's a lot like that image in Kill Bill where the deadly vipers are standing over Uma Thurman. That's one of the reasons that's one of like my favorite images from the Kill Bill movies, all of them standing over her. It is like, you know, yeah. that's probably why I like that Reminded me of Kill Bill, but I just didn't know it. <laughs> and I'm kind of glad John wasn't involved in the, you know, the main part of the shootout because, you know, stray bullet. <laughs> <laughs> Savior of mankind's gone. <laughs> He's going to learn how to be in a firefight at some point, though. True. But this John isn't ready. His head's not in the game. That's ready. true. <laughs> so they're burying Cromarty's body later, and she's basically dismissing Ellison. They're going to come back later, bring something to destroy it. Might I say that for a robot, Cameron is a terrible shoveler. (laughs) I didn't notice. It was very much like a girl shoveling. No offense. (laughs) (laughs) She just didn't want to actually do it. So she's like half-assed. Yeah. She's like, "Uh, I can't do this very well. Can someone help me out here? (laughs) (laughs) Oh my gosh. Yeah, she says that... um, Allison should just pretend she died again. And he's like, you know, I lost a lot the first time she died. And Sarah's like, that's a lot to you. Like, what, was, what did he say? I lost my wife, my career. Oh, she's so mean. Yeah, that was pretty <laughs> uncalled for. That's yeah. a lot of stuff. So this was, this is what it is. Nothing else behind the curtain. Sorry for what you lost, but I can't help you get it back. So then Sarah goes to get Cremarty's chip and she goes ape shit on it until John stops her. <laughs> I have forgotten about the part with the chip, so when she did that for some reason, I was like, Yes, yeah, Sarah, go Sarah. Stop <laughs> it. He's already dead. <laughs> <laughs> so that's the end of Crow Marty's story. I do like how kind of Cameron was watching, but for a while, Derek was kind of looking away, just kind of playing with the shovel, like it was uncomfortable for him. And then Ellison walks away, but when he looks back, y'all notice the music changed. It was kind of eerie, kind of like the Terminator music when he turned around and looked back. Was it? I didn't oh, yeah. what are you saying? I don't know. I don't know who he's working for. I don't know. So we Maybe only have was... like one robot left, right? That Is there another robot? Or are you talking about the T-1000? The Catherine yeah, Weaver. Weaver? Yeah. Yeah. As far as we know, but they keep sending Terminators back. I know. There's a limitless supply. I mean, in theory, they really could just send back a bunch, right? Yeah. This, un- this is one thing I saw in the wiki. It's unknown why Cameron took her clothes off before she went into John's room. <laughs> really? <laughs> I, kinda, I think I know why. Mm-hmm. 
She did take her jacket off while she was burying Cromartie, and apparently John's bed can hold a Terminator. <laughs> I don't know. Sometimes it seems like Cameron's really heavy. Sometimes it seems like she's not. It's just yeah. plot convenience. Yeah, they compare the police station shootout to the one in T1. And what else do they say? Sarah smashes the chip. Last time she wanted to do that was in T2, but she was stopped by John. The death of Cromartie is similar to the death of Alex Murphy in RoboCop. It's been a long time since I've seen that. Yes. <laughs> um, yeah, the lady that plays Riley, apparently her name was misspelled in the credits. And nobody noticed. Oh, poor thing. <laughs> and she's like, I've already been in like five episodes. <laughs> no, not that many. So do you have any quotes? Did I steal them all? Uh, let's see. Now I've got a... F- you, you stole them all, but I'm like trying to figure out where my notes are. Hang on a second. Does anyone else have any? No. <laughs> okay. Well, I mean, it was... that's the best quote ever Uh, let's go on I mean I'm not gonna wait for it I can do Sarah's sneer (laughs) oh that's really good you sound just like (laughs) it sounds just like it yeah gmail is gmail down oh there it is now okay (laughs) oh yeah who's our badass of the week like, I don't want to say Cromartie. <laughs> I didn't want to say Cromartie just because of the swan song. But I mean, like, he was the, an- he was the opposite. He was a terrible shot. Yeah. And he didn't so kill that he that Allison, but-, but he didn't kill everybody. Like, like, like Matt wants him to. That's <laughs> <laughs> a lot of people alive, so he clearly... He did kill a bunch of people, though. Yeah, I gotta give it to... Yeah, I'll give it to Cromartie. Same week, Garrett Dillahunt returns to Deadwood. Oh, yeah, he leaves the list. Oh, yeah, on cast. <laughs> All right, do you want to rate this puppy and start us out, Beth? Oh, sure. I, I really liked <laughs> um, how they had the different stories. I thought that was a great storytelling technique. And I, I kind of wish, though, that they had done more reveals that way, because usually that's a very good technique to do a lot of like reveals of things you didn't know, but it was just kind of like there were, it was just basically what you expected to see. Um, the only kind of interesting thing was how Cameron talked to John. Um, but everything else was just as expected, but it was still a good way to, to do the episode, I think. And, you know, it was pretty dramatic and a, a lot of things happened. Um, so I'm going to give it eight and a half, um, copies of, Cromartie's story, a bedtime tale. Oh. Take you into sleep. What you, Malika? Um, I really liked it. I like, like, I like the storytelling, um, technique. And I mean, the only problem I really had with it was how annoying John was and, you know, a few things like that. Um, so I'm going to give it, I'm going to also give it 8.5 out of 10, um, dirty dead chips. <laughs> mm, that's close to my rating. Uh, go Matt, go. <laughs> um, this episode was really good up until the point where they shot him with guns and he died somehow. Um, I liked, I liked it. This is good chase stuff. Good, uh. Good uh, police station shootout. 
I guess he, yeah, he had no reason to keep Sarah Connor alive. That was kind of dumb. I did have it as a perfect 10 right up until they shot him with that shotgun and he died somehow. So that, <laughs> I took two points off for that. So eight out of 10. Oh, no. Rats. You're eight reading out of him 10. tips. <laughs> uh, eight out of 10 Terminators with rotten heads. Oh. Squishy rotten heads. That's the only, so, yeah. that's the only uh, explanation I could come up with. Oh, his head just. Well, you know, he was in that bank vault explosion. Yeah. That could have weakened him. Maybe. He was sat there for all those years. <laughs> Bless you. Bless you. <laughs> My soul almost escaped. <laughs> <laughs> we saved it just in time. Put it back in. <laughs> See, I love, this is probably one of my favorite episodes of the season. It is one of my favorite episodes of the season, too. I just love the whole storytelling technique, and I love, especially all the Cromartie, seeing Cromartie come back and meet his demise, finally resolve that storyline. So I gave it a 10 out of 10 uranium bullets (laughs) that kill Terminators. Yeah, I was I was uh sad to see him go, but they can't keep that going, that whole chase between him and them going forever. Yeah. That would be too far fetched. He wouldn't be a very good Terminator if he never caught up with them. Uh can I make a very shallow comment? Sure. <laughs> super, Are you gonna talk shallow. about my looks? Don't talk about my looks. No, not your looks. Okay. No, nobody's looks. But have you guys <laughs> talked about um the use of jackets. What? No. <laughs> Why does everybody wear a jacket? This is not a thing everybody in Southern does. California. Like, I don't <laughs> remember everybody wearing jackets. Was this a thing in 2008? No. Okay. I don't know. Well, I mean, I, I lived in, well, I, I, I arrived in, yeah, I was in California, actually Southern California in 2008. Or, no, I wasn't. Sorry, that's a lie. But I was, <laughs> I was there in the summer before. But, um, that, it's some kind of fashion statement because it certainly wasn't hot enough to warrant one. It's Cameron. not hot there. Everybody, if you're wearing something that's a hoodie, um, I don't know. It's weird. I find it very weird. I even wrote down everybody was wearing a jacket, but I've, <laughs> I've noticed it throughout this entire season. It's just very weird. But anyway, it's yeah. very shallow. She went through a camera with her large shoulder, her jacket back. She yeah, she jacket. was like obsessed with her jacket. <laughs> I mean, they're nice jackets. Don't get me wrong, but that's all. <laughs> uh, first we have a oh, feedback. Yeah. First we have an email from Daniel. Daniel says, Hey Chroniclers, when it, when this aired, it definitely had that mid season finale vibe. How did you all feel about how the episode is structured around the different perspectives of the characters? Too much overlap and misdirection? I didn't think so. Mm. It's like, it's like reading, uh, George R. R. Martin. <laughs> Was there a lot of misdirection? I don't remember. I don't think so. I don't think so. Sarah Connor, I need you to come with me like she's being arrested or something. In Sarah's point of view, it played for mystery and surprise, but yet when we actually see Ellison's point of view, we realize there's no reason for him to take the time to deliver such a slow, dramatic line when they are seconds away from a Terminator who's chasing them, and Ellison doesn't even really need her to come with him anywhere specific anyways, because as soon as she says it, she just jumps into John's wedding arms anyway. Yeah, but it was cool. Yeah. <laughs> I think Cameron must stand in the shadows watching people a lot more than we actually get to see on screen. In her first, 
We also get to see Cameron clearly using knowledge of her own body and human sexuality to manipulate John, who looks incredibly uncomfortable when she slides into bed with him. Hmm. I wonder <laughs> if she's been exploring that body of hers. Uh-huh. <laughs> That's me saying that, not Daniel. Sorry. <laughs> okay. Good to know. <laughs> He's probably just trying to hide his boner. That's Daniel, not me. <laughs> Unfortunately, as we see, John is still only seeing the small picture, wanting a normal life with a girl like Riley. I feel like Cameron here is trying to get John to see the big picture that she does, the future and the responsibility he has to it. Cameron also reveals that she and John talk about how lonely he is a lot in the future. Make of that what you will, but I know what to make of it. And it is hot. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) Riley has a good point about her and John not knowing the first thing about each other. How they portray John and Riley's relationship seems to flip-flop between two awkward teenagers who just met each other a few weeks ago and two close people who trust each other enough for Riley to run away with him to Mexico and stay in the honeymoon suite. Have any of you, sober, ever jumped into a hot tub with your clothes on? (laughs) What the hell, Riley? (laughs) And... Go ahead. I was gonna say no. <laughs> um, no. <laughs> uh, what the hell, right? And then John takes off his socks, but he doesn't get in with her. He just sits on the edge and broods. What is it with the Connors being played by picture-taking extortion scams? Oh yeah, <laughs> <laughs> in the first movie, identity. Maybe this old guy is a part of the same criminal photography syndicate as the family who ran that gas station at the end of T1. Would that guy really recognize John from knowing him when he was a little boy, though? Yeah, I, I thought of that, too, because he's, you know, I mean, kids change a lot. And he was there, like, when did he leave? I was, you know, I don't know, like, when really. he was, I mean, well, I mean, it depends. But if he was, like, a preteen, then probably, but anything younger than that, it would be really hard to tell. Yeah. Unless he really knew him really well, you know? Notice that DTMF signaling now. John hits the tones before he speaks, but Cromarty imitating Sarah's voice doesn't know what tones to press in reply, giving him up. I love subtleties like that. Since Ellison no longer works for the FBI, how does he still have a badge? Does he? Mm, I think when he he spoke to the chief, maybe. Yeah, he gave him something. I thought it was a badge. Maybe he didn't have to turn in his badge. He's got a badge. Spend it. Yeah, he's got a badge. <laughs> Cromartie shooting Rampage through the police station is nice homage to T1. It's pretty disappointing, however, that Cromartie with a pistol and submachine gun can't hit anyone in the car, despite the fact that he's a cyborg and all his targets are crammed into a convertible directly in front of him. I think the production team could have worked a little harder to make this scene more plausible. Every time we are about to have a big firefight showdown, they just can't seem to resist slowing it down and throwing up some song in the background. And this music is no Johnny Cash. I thought it kind of took the excitement right out of the scene. And it's been established that Terminators are too heavily armored to be anything but slowed down by gunfire. The writer Dan Thompson apparently said in a chat after the episode that aired that Cameron's shotgun was armed with depleted uranium core rounds, explaining why it caused so much damage to Cromartie's skull. Oh, dang, you write some long sentences. <laughs> <laughs> Does that explain it, though? I mean, those are justified. just... Justified. Those are just words in a sentence. I don't know yes, what justified. those words mean. It's hand-waving. It's <laughs> depleted it uranium core means what? Like, like, what? Explain this in reality. What properties does this thing have? 
that it makes stuff go boom. That it can <laughs> penetrate uh, whatever the ter- what was the Terminator made of? Uh, the metal or something? No, oh. it was some. I think it might have been a made-up metal. They had a whole episode about adamantium. Oh yeah, um, uh, whatever. It was stronger than titanium. There was a discussion about um, like how Triple Eight supposedly had like backup chips and all that, and they're just saying that maybe Cameron was careful enough to you know take all the precautions and get all the backups and all that. Yes. Um, just don't think about it. <laughs> <laughs> it works if you don't think about mm-hmm. it. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> I do love the Kill Bill-esque shot where Cromartie is on the ground looking up at all of them standing over him. And it's awesome that they gave John the honor of the coup de grace. Also, the scene where Sarah freaks out as she bashes the chip so hard she breaks her own gun. And John runs to her and hugs her tight while she sobs. was really touching to me. It would have been unfortunate if she shot herself in the face while she... <laughs> I know, I should say <laughs> wasn't loaded. That would have been terrible, but hilarious. Don't forget, John. Mother knows best. There's a cord between your hearts. Will you all miss Cromartie? Where do you think the story might go now that they have finally eliminated the primary threat that's been hunting them since the pilot? Daniel. Thank you, Daniel. Um, I I don't know. Cromartie a little bit. I mean, I'm sure there's somebody else that's you know oh you know what i think it's um reese's girlfriend oh yeah. jesse yeah that's my guess so heidi sent us late feedback for the tower is tall but the fall is short that she accidentally sent to intro to x <laughs> what wait how did you get it oh she forwarded oh okay <laughs> intro to x <laughs> that would have been funny if Brad and Tim yeah. emailed it to us. <laughs> What's going on? No, there's Heidi's email. Um, so this is for the last one? Yeah. Okay. Hey, guys. This episode should get an award for an extra long title. Catherine Weaver is the mother of nightmares. That poor little girl. She got a freaking robot for a mother, and she knows something's up. Talking to a psychologist seems like a good idea. How exactly? I know they needed to bug the office, but this can't end well. It's never a good idea for them to talk to people. <laughs> everyone is really on edge this episode. While John's gun accidentally goes off, everyone is pretty jumpy. And John was in the same room as Weaver. Good thing um, her programming is focused on other things. The doctor is really getting an earful. I would think he would be thinking about abuse in every case he's seeing. The freaky robot trying to be motherly is just so creepy. At the Terminator 3D experience, the Universal Studios, they have a video before you go into the theater. It's a promotional video for Skynet. It shows a mother on her way to a business trip and um, and robot arms are tucking her child in bed while she says goodnight over a video. This so reminds me of that. Some people never get a sense of humor. It looks like um, if look could kill, the doctor would be dead. I'll put up with Jessie only because she leads to shirtless bag. <laughs> Cameron and the red-headed um, termy Realizing what uh, each other are was a great moment. The doctor really earned his money this week. I like him, but he needs to run far away from Weaver. I'm glad the little girl isn't scared anymore, but she needs to run too. Hopefully the doctor has helped everyone um, so they can be less emo going forward. Until next time, Heidi. Mm, not so sure. <laughs> well, yeah, um, a few more sessions. So so Weaver is the next big threat, right? So that just kind of, that reminded me of Weaver. So we got it. Uh, thank you, Heidi. 
Thank you, Heidi. Uh, we got an email from Daniel for the next episode. He's already sent us feedback for the next episode. He's on the ball. Wow. But we haven't it's seen just, the next episode. Yeah. No, I won't read it. Just... Just scanning, I think this might be a point where the show gets a little weird, but oh. just know that it comes out of it. It, it, it gets better. <laughs> it gets over that weirdness. <laughs> Weird in what way? <laughs> we'll find out. And next we have an email from Heidi about this episode. Mr. Ferguson is ill today. I shall pay. <laughs> Oops. No, it's supposed to be asterisk. <laughs> um, I'm going to take that one, Matt. Okay. Hey guys, this episode should get an award for the extra long title. No, oh, wait, wrong one. No, not, <laughs> dang it. Okay. Hey guys, I like the story li- storytelling in this one. In Sarah's story, Crow Marty comes out of nowhere. Cameron is trying to use her feminine robot Wiles to get John to stop seeing Riley. Let the robot love and act commence. Derek actually talks to Cameron like a person when she's taking supplies. And Cameron puts too much stock in her feminine robot wiles because John didn't listen to her at all because he's running away to Mexico. Good job, John. Get you and your girlfriend thrown in Mexican jail. Ow, ow, Sarah's hand, I would have screamed. And Ellison is the last person you'd expect to open that trunk. The overlapping of each person's story is a fun way to show the timeline. Cromarty is gone. There's definitely nothing left of that chip. Until next time, Heidi. Thanks. Thanks, Heidi. And that is all for the feedback. Mercy, everyone. Thank you. Um. So next episode is called Complications. Any predictions for what that'll be about? Uh. Wow. I mean, I think it's going to, I mean, this doesn't have to do with complications, but she's certainly complicated. Um, Weaver. Uh, it's an Avril Lavigne song. <laughs> <laughs> Little less complicated. <laughs> uh, I don't know if your DVDs automatically play the next episode. I, I happen in kind of. <laughs> yeah. There's no menu on the Blu-ray and it automatically yeah. just plays stuff. <laughs> It's dumb. Complications. Uh, that could really mean anything. That's very. <laughs> it could mean nothing, really. Mm. Cameron is going to try to give birth to a baby, but since she's a robot, there will be complications. <laughs> oh. I was going to say Sarah's hand. There's complications. She gets infected. She goes to a coma, and the whole episode is a dream coma state. Hmm. <laughs> or more robots show up or more people show up from the future and there's wacky complications and they and they appear like fused inside each other and it's very yes exactly a robot and a human they have to yeah. live together <laughs> siamese terminator it's yep. complicated um the skynet just sent a terminator army back they'd all be so screwed <laughs> all they have is cameron <laughs> so I vote. I definitely vote for the Siamese uh, twin robot human. That's the best. Guess we'll find out in a week. Mm-hmm. It's exciting. So Beth, thank you for coming on, Beth, from the other side of the planet. <laughs> 
from the You're future. You're welcome. Or the past. <laughs> I'm in the future. Yep. <laughs> so tell, remind us where we can find you. Oh, a little show called Down Below Babylon Five Introcast with Will and Heidi and Ian, who you've heard on this show, all of all of them. Yeah. We're doing the season three full. Three finale. I know. Weekend. I haven't even watched it yet. I'm waiting till I get. Oh, I watched it last night. Yeah. <laughs> I'm excited. I know we couldn't do our commentary because Heidi's not been feeling well. So. Um, well, that is all we have for this week, folks. Uh, we'll be back next time with complications. But until then, remember, there's no fate but what we make. Goodbye. Bye. <laughs>